You're with Julian on the Brown Note and Dave Chappelle and Nick Felix versus the entire world. A semi-review of The Closer, which is the final. It says here of six Netflix specials. I've reviewed, I think, four, so I don't know where that extra one's creeping in. A little while ago, a couple of years ago on the show, I think I put them all into the same bracket of, a, of an average of eight out of ten. Now, Dave Chappelle from Washington is arguably the world's most preeminent stand-up. He crosses lots of boundaries. He made his name with The Chappelle Show uh, in the early 2000s, which lasted for two seasons, and was into the production of the third, and he walked away because he wouldn't stomach studio interference in his art and went silent for about eight years and um, developed an enormous amount of kudos. The show itself became a cult favourite, and by the time he returned to the live arena, he was able to get $30 million for a stand-up. And um, he's done very well out of that, because uh, apparently there's six Netflix specials now, and The Closer, which was only... Uh, when I reviewed some of the others, um, when they were broadcast, they might have been two years filmed two years before. This one was actually filmed, I think... In August, in in late August, so it's actually a fairly fast turnaround this time. It has become the most controversial stand-up of the modern era. Uh, the most complained about, Netflix are under fire, soaring today, them trying to make out that a trans woman who works for them has been suspended over tweets, uh, along with two other staff, but the reality was that all three were suspended trying to gate-crash a senior management meeting. It had nothing to do with the tweets. Astonishingly, in this modern era of capitulation by uh, gun-shy corporations, Netflix have stood by him. Now, I think that this is probably the most important stand-up of the modern era. Now, I have never seen a comedian... I like dark humour. I like Doug Stanhope. I like, you know... The, all of these people that are in the margins of comedy that have become really successful now, these very edgy comedians that say things, you know, some post-Bill Hicks would be a way of putting it, um, or post-George Carlin, usually politicised, um, and usually make very offensive jokes as well, as because comedy is the vanguard of human discussion. Comedy is an area where you can probe around the margins to get the essential truths out of things that are too hard or problematic to say in any other mean. It's almost like poetry. It's almost like you can distill the essence and the ideas into this succinct thing called a joke, the same way you could with saying something in two lines in a poem that might otherwise take 10,000 lines to get across the concept of. Um I've never seen a comedian of his stature take so fearlessly such incredibly unforgiving and offensive content to such a wide platform as Netflix. This isn't post this isn't like a small version of someone like Doug Stanhope. This is something that he might actually bulk at doing. I think there are a lot of things going on with the closer which are really important. And I don't think it's his funniest special, but one of the notable things about it, it doesn't try to be. It is the summation of all of his other specials and the approbation and the um, abuse that he got for jokes about transgender people, which has been the 
main thrust of um, the media outrage about it and also gay people and various other groups that he's been accused of treading on. Um, this is a man staring down the zeitgeist. This is comedy, what it should be, which is taking everything in the world at the moment and running a bulldozer through it. This is one of the most unapologetic stand-ups I've ever seen. And I think it's important for a lot of reasons. There are many jokes in here which are offensive. And it makes you ask the question, why not? Why can't, why can't we have jokes that are offensive? There is a part of the zeitgeist today that has become fascistic. I hate using the terms that the right use. Political correctness gone mad. Woke cancel culture. These are the words of the right. Yet there is some validity in some part of it, which is that we have now focused so heavily on people being offended that we close down discussion. We don't allow anyone to breathe. There is this fascism at work in the totalitarian application of cancelling people for a tweet 10 years ago, for a, a stupid sentence. And we will hunt these people down online and there will be these groups of people that will latch onto them and then corporations will abandon them out of fear and they come crawling apologetically back i'm pretty sure i heard a dj a female dj on fbi give this long verbose apology for playing this egyptian song because she was a white woman this is not where i want culture to be at or where i want art to be at where you cannot challenge anything Everyone has a right to be offended and express that. It doesn't mean that you have a right to shut everything off. And uncomfortably, that puts me in a similar bracket to a lot of these blowhard right-wingers that talk about cancel culture and so on. But the thing that I love the most about this closer is everyone runs in fear of it, and he didn't. He Not only did he stare it in the face... He threw fire on top of the oil as well. And I thought it was an incredibly brave set to do. I also think it's anti-soundbite. You can take any soundbite. And I love that. I love the fact that it's unapologetically anti-soundbite. You can take sentences out of this and it's the most offensive things ever. But it was an entire tapestry over the course of it. A lot's been made about the baby, the rapper that came out with homophobic comments and was cancelled by society for it. He lost his, he's virtually lost his career. He's lost loads of festivals for saying stuff, really horrible stuff about gay people on stage. <clears throat> Again, in a few sentences. And that's become a big bugbear, like Dave Chappelle's excusing him, Dave Chappelle's trying to get him unbanned, and so on. That's not what I got from it. I got a really interesting, intelligent use of that issue. At the start of the show, he makes the point that the baby in real life killed a man in Walmart. The baby is a black man. He shot and killed another black man in Walmart in, I think, Carol North Carolina. We'll say North Carolina. And he got away with it. He wasn't charged with murder. He got let off. It was deemed self-defense. And at the start of... The closer Dave Chappelle makes this point about how the baby could kill a black man in Walmart and it didn't damage his career, but if he offends gay people, he's cancelled. 
But then, which was a, a good point, but then later on in the show, he flipped it and made a point that in, say, North Carolina, a man can kill a man in Walmart and it isn't illegal, but they've banned transgender people from using a different bathroom. And it's stuff like that that is falling between the cracks in the appraisal of the show. There is a lot in it that is incredibly combustibly offensive, deliberately. Why can't we have that? Why can't we have someone raving like this? This is someone that is clearly intellectually engaged in these issues, but is also in, it's almost like he has grasped comedy back from the brink of being obsessed with all of these the idea that you can't upset people anymore, that that's the only thing that matters in activism. I've said this about activism, about pronouns and things like that. If you are someone that can care about your pronouns, you're probably part of the least persecuted group of people on planet Earth already. Because, and he makes a big thing about how the Stonewall people were so fierce and fought very strong battles that were relatable to the civil rights movement of Martin Luther King, whereas people that are offended and upset today are completely distant from that. He continually ties and weaves things together like that throughout the show. This is not a show that most people would like to watch, particularly if you can't get over a sentence not fitting in the paradigm of not gratuitously offending a group of people. He makes a joke relatively early on that's offensive towards Jewish people and the audience sort of go and he makes the point of that isn't anywhere near as far as I'm going this was a deliberate show this wasn't somebody just lashing out this was a pre-planned full frontal scorched earth assault and good I want to have a space in the world for these things I want this dialogue to be allowed to happen and the most amazing thing of all is that Netflix have stood by him the amount of people we see dumped for the most ridiculous things. There was a real estate agent in Australia this week that lost his job because he said that he didn't want to buy goods from China, but he wanted to buy Australian owned. In no way can that be considered equal with losing your job. You should be allowed to not buy. If you don't think that China has decent human rights then you, shouldn't be, you should be allowed to say that you don't want to buy goods from them without losing your job. Where will this end? If you want to say, I want to buy Australian-made goods, he has been slammed as a racist and lost his job. Where will this end? We are pushing people further and further down into silence. Everyone's too scared to speak. And then Dave Chappelle stands up. And actually, the... I don't think the material in this one was as misguided as some of the trans jokes he made in previous specials. Everything here was deliberate. He's made some stupid comments before uh, in some of them, and he's made some very intellectually interesting ones. I loved his um, previous bit about, um, about a gay person, a lesbian, and a transgender person in a car. And when the transgender person gets in, they love him, but they know it's going to take twice as long to get there, or her, or they. And I thought that was a good point to make. And he also makes a point about how he's jealous of the gay movement, about how well it is being run and how well they're kicking goals compared to the civil rights movement. And he ties an awful lot of it back to race. And people have said about how they don't think that's, you know, they think it's disgusting that he would try and use race about that 
or that he would um, stand with J.K. Rowling and he would try and use feminism against trans people and so on like that. But the overarching themes <coughs> cannot be reduced <coughs> into sound bites. There was an enormous amount of purpose to this special, uh, the like of which I haven't probably seen. He made no effort to be particularly funny. He made no asides or tales like he did about Juicy Schmole in the previous ones where it was just hysterically funny. This was an unflinching scorched earth look at the world today. And I thought it was incredibly relevant. I thought it was very brave. I thought it was far more articulate and interestingly thought about in advance and bravely delivered than it's being given credit for. And it, it refocused the notion that comedy can be offensive just to be offensive. And I thought that was important. So I'm going to give Dave Chappelle's very, I think, probably the most important comedy special of the modern era and a real rarity in someone standing up to the mob in a, 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 the most unflinching and brave manner and going through everything that we're not allowed to say and talk about and not caring and just going for it. And I thought that was really quite refreshing. So if you've got precious sensibilities, you are going to get so offended at this. But ultimately, you're allowed to be offended. And I've never seen a corporation stand by somebody in the same manner as well. They're not stupid, Netflix. They understand that they're going to lose. They've even said that they will lose people that are working with them. But I cannot stand the society we've got where we can cancel people so easily over such small things and take away everything they have just because people are upset and it's like what uh, the movie the right thing the spike lee film i reviewed earlier this year it doesn't take the overwhelming consensus of people it takes a few bad actors just like in that film a riot is caused by the actions of two very self-centered people one of whom deliberately wants to whip up controversy wherever they go this is what's happening online now it's not the bulk of public opinion. Uh, it's it's small fractional people coming forward that will be monumentally offended by the usage of a word. As we saw with Sam Frost, the use of the word segregation got her cancelled for, for using a word. I saw a review in a music magazine called Pitchfork Online, the world's biggest music magazine, where they attacked a white female singer called St. Vincent for using in her songs twice in her album the words 911, the American Emergency Code. How have we got to a point where that is something that is important? Where she cannot use 911 because she's white? This is a ridiculous world we're living in at the moment. We have taken everything that should be activism and applied it to semantics. We care about sentences more than issues. And this was something that shot a thunderbolt through that for me. So Dave Chappelle, I think the best, if nowhere near the funniest of his sets. This was a much more politicised, fierce and um, powerful set, which made me think a lot and challenged me, and I want to be challenged. So I'm going to give Dave Chappelle, the closer, a 9 out of 10. <laughs> 